How long must God's people wait in darkness? After years of exile, God's people were given back the ruins of their homeland by Cyrus the Great, as God foretold. For 114 years, the Israelites rebuilt the Holy Temple as God spoke to them through the prophet Ezra, Nehemiah, Haggai, Zechariah, and Malachi. And then, 400 years of silence. But then, conflict erupted. Great power shifted from the Medo-Persians to Alexander the Great, to the Seleucid Empire, the Maccabees, and ultimately the Roman Empire. God's people at the feet of all this endured great persecution and suffering. All the while, God was silent. The words of Malachi, the final prophet, echoing on, see, I will send you the prophet Elijah before that great and dreadful day of the Lord comes. He will turn the hearts of the fathers to their children and the hearts of their children to their fathers, or else I will come and strike the land with a curse. The question was, how long was God going to make his people wait? should be registered for a census. This was the first census taken while Quirinius was governor in Syria. 
and everyone went to register for the census, each to their own town. And Joseph also went to register up out of Nazareth in Galilee, into Judea, to Bethlehem, the city of David. Because he belonged to the house and line of David. He went there to register with Mary because he was pledged to be married to her. And she was expecting a child. The Holy Spirit came on her and the power of the Most High overshadowed her. So the one to be born is called the Son of God. they were there, the time came for the baby to be born. And she gave birth to her firstborn, a son. And she wrapped him in strips of cloth and laid him in a manger, for there was no room for them in the inn. there in the town of Bethlehem lived shepherds in the field nearby. And they were keeping watch over their flocks by night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them. And they, and they feared a great fear. But the angel said to them, do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will give great joy to all the people today. In the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. Suddenly, a great company of the heavenly hosts appeared with the angel, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven and on earth peace to those on whom his favor rests.
when the angels returned to heaven, the shepherds said one to another, Let's go to Bethlehem and see this wondrous thing that the Lord has told us about. So they hurried, and there they found Mary and Joseph and the baby lying in a manger. And when they saw him, they spread the word concerning the child. The Messiah has been And all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds had told them. But Mary treasured up all these things and pondered them in her heart. And the shepherds returned, glorifying God and praising him for all the things they had seen and heard, just like they had been told. After Jesus had been born in Bethlehem of Judea, behold, in the days of Herod the king, behold, wise men from the east came to Jerusalem, saying, Where is he who was born king of the Jews? We have seen his star in the east, and we have come to worship him. When Herod the king heard these things, he was troubled. And, and all, all Jerusalem, Jerusalem with him. When he had gathered all the chief priests and scribes of the people together, he inquired of them, where is this Christ to be born? In Bethlehem of Judea. For it has been written by the prophet, but you, Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, shall not be the least among the rulers of Judah. For out of you shall come a ruler who will shepherd my people Israel. And when Herod had secretly gathered the wise men, he determined from them what time the star appeared. And then he told them to go to Bethlehem. And he said to them, go and search carefully for the young child. And when you find the child, you bring word back to me so that I may go and, and, and worship him also. When the king spoke, they departed. came to rest above where the child lay. And when they saw the star, they rejoiced with exceedingly great joy. <laughs> and they entered the house and there saw the baby and his mother Mary. And they fell down and worshiped him. 
When they had opened their treasures, they presented gifts to him. Gold, frankincense, and myrrh.
man. Yeah, let's just give God a round of applause for what he's done. For the joy in Jesus. Amen. Yeah. God, we are here this morning, and we just want to thank you again. We just want to thank you for the incredible gift of Jesus Christ. And God, as we hear that story again afresh, may it just fall into our hearts and lives, and may it become the core of our being that we are your children, that we are yours because of Jesus Christ and what you have done for us. And we give you our joy this morning. We pray these things in Jesus' name. And all God's people said, Amen. 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 You may be seated. One of the driving elements when we first met together as a, a team to kind of work through this story was to ask ourselves, what is this really about? What is God trying to communicate? And one of the themes that we came up with and uh, kind of put front and center was the idea of where the miracle comes from. The people in that day were looking for the miracle to come perhaps from Caesar. As Caesar stood there and Caesar thought that he had everything under control. He thought he could manipulate the entire Roman world, that everything was under his hand. And if he clapped his hands and he required a census, everybody had to move and go. But what Caesar didn't know was as he clapped his hands, it was God who was working behind that. It was God who was in control. It was God who had the power and was working his ways and his will. It wasn't Caesar. In the same way, King Herod thought he ruled the Jews. He thought he was king of the Jews. But God said, no, you're not king of the Jews. Herod, I'm sending my son, Jesus, the promised one, to be the king. And he wasn't a king who the wise men met in a palace, but he was a king who the wise men met in a manger. And that was the theme that we wanted to drive through in that story, that we would be able to see in that story that it was God at the end of the day. Yeah, there was silence for 400 years. We talked about that a couple weeks ago. What was, what was God doing during that time? But through the entire events, using the greatest world power, Caesar, using the power in Judea of Herod the king, God orchestrated everything so that when the time was right, at just the right time, he sent his son into the world. It's God. God is the one who is at the center of this story. And so as you continue to hear that story, I want you to keep your eyes focused on God and what God has done for you. So family of God, as we wrap up today, we pray you heard the good news of great joy, that the miracle of Christmas is real, and it's happening even now for you and me, the love of Jesus Christ and the joy that he offers with God with us. We see the miracle of Christmas, the presence of God with us, that baby humbly laid with all the power of God himself. Jesus is God in a manger. But I wonder, as you listen to the greater Christmas story, if you heard the, the miracle you've been waiting for, nuanced in its beautiful details. 
maybe, in the miracle of Mary being overshadowed, a virgin, by the power of the Holy Spirit and conceiving the Messiah itself, you heard the miracle of impossibility that you've been waiting for. Maybe you are praying for a child for conception that doctors tell you is impossible. Maybe it's healing that everyone says won't come. Maybe it's an opportunity you're begging God for, and maybe as you saw that young girl be overpowered by the goodness of God and a miracle happen, you see that God can do your miracle too. Or maybe you saw your miracle in what the shepherds experienced as they saw the angel declare good news of great joy, and then the glory of a company of heavenly hosts sing praise to God. Because maybe what you've been asking God for is proof. God, show me proof that you're real. Send me an angel. You long to see proof of the heavenly realms and that God really is moving and working. And it's not just all up here. The shepherds got to experience that. Maybe that's the miracle you're waiting for God for too. Or maybe it's the miracle like Pastor Bob talked about of the usurping powers, right? The people under a pagan ruler, the people being oppressed by Herod, Herod trying to snuff out the power of God himself, but right under his nose, the miracle was blossoming. Maybe you are waiting for justice. Maybe you feel overwhelmed by the powers of evil at work in this world. But brothers and sisters, look at the miracle that God did in the height of the Roman Empire. His power usurping greater than any power in this world. Or maybe the miracle you needed to hear today is that God really is with us. It's humble. It's broken over and over again as we are. God, in his love and grace, still chose to be with us. And maybe that's the miracle and the prayer that you have been praying. God, don't turn me away. Keep choosing me. Keep loving me despite my brokenness. May you hear that miracle come to reality in the promise of the baby. Or maybe... The final miracle you needed to hear is what that choir sang. And he will reign forevermore. It's easy to forget that what we see in front of us isn't the end of the story. We talk a lot about the manger and the cross and the resurrection, but those feel like a long time ago. But brothers and sisters, the miracle of the good news that we heard today is that the authority and the power and the dominion now and always belong to him. And nothing in this world can overcome that. So whatever it is in your life today, rest assured, it is in the hand of the Savior who loves you. And that miracle is promised to God's people. So as you hear the story of the Christmas, music, the Christmas miracle today, brothers and sisters, may you know that the God of miracles is on the move. Then and now and forevermore, and all the power is his. And as we reflect on that and celebrate that as God's people, let's go out into our communities, into our families, into our workplaces this week, not as people burdened by the world, but as people of joy, because we know the miracle of Christmas. 
and the way that it changes lives. And let us go declare that miracle to the people that we love, walking in darkness, who desperately need the miracle of the light himself. Amen? Amen. Amen. Father God, you are that glorious miracle. You are, you were, and you forevermore will be, and you are reigning. And for that, God, we rejoice, and we give you the glory. And we thank you, that miracle of all miracles, you love us, God. Oh, Lord, let us rest and rejoice in that this Christmas season. Let us go out, give us boldness to testify, just like the shepherds did, that it's true, that you are God, that Christmas is no myth but it's real in our hearts today. Lord, do the miracles that we know you can. Hear our hearts as we plead for your movement once again today. And Lord, continue to do the miracle of giving joy into our lives through your power and your good news. It's in Jesus' name we pray, amen. Amen.